Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. As silage season is kicking off, we're joined by Dr. Tim Keady to discuss the importance of silage quality. Tim sets quite a high target of producing 75 plus DMD silage to sustain high levels of performance and allow for concentrate saving in the coming winter. Tim discusses the impact of silage quality on the performance of pregnant ewes and beef systems. We move on to discuss the concentrate sparing effect that high quality silage provides, something that certainly will be in focus in the coming winter. We finish up the podcast with Tim discussing how much high quality silage is required in the system. But we start off with Tim highlighting why high feed value silage is essential for the coming year and the opportunities it presents. Suppose, Kieran, in relation to production of silage, I believe it's essential that we target high feed value grass silage. And this would always be a target of mine, but it's particularly a necessity issue because this is due to many factors. We all know that with the dramatic increase in input costs due to the fallout from the pandemic and the ongoing war in Ukraine, it is predicted that concentrate will be expensive next winter. Now is the time to start to plan and to produce winter feed but there's no point in just producing a winter feed in bulk that has low feed value because that will require a lot of concentrate supplementation. Now is the time to plan to produce a feed with high feed value that will require a minimum amount to concentrate. Producing high feed value silage curing gives you two opportunities to maximize the benefit from it. Firstly, you can maintain the same level of concentrated feeding, feed a high quality silage and get higher levels of animal performance or more importantly, which may be which may be put into four in many farms next week, next winter, is to when you have high quality silage, is to maintain animal performance to reduce concentrate feed level. And we call this the potential concentrate sparing effect of high feed value grass silage. Tim, let's just put some of this in context. When you're talking about high quality silage, what exactly are we talking about here? Like wh- what energy level are you pitching that at? Well, when, when, I, when I, quality isn't the right word, it's high feed value. But when we talk about feed value, there are two factors that affect the feed value of any feed. The first is its intake potential. In other words, how much is the animal going to consume? And the second thing is its nutritive value or DME concentration. Digestibility, often commonly known as DMD or dry matter digestibility on farms in Ireland today, is a key factor that influences both the intake characteristics and nutritive value. Therefore, digestibility is the most important factor affecting the performance of animals that are offered grass silage based diets. The target that I always set, and it's the target I won't change, is a minimum of 75% DMD. And I would like to push that out to 77, 78% DMD. And you may ask me why. High quality, high feed value silage results in high levels of animal performance. Okay, let's put that in context then. You're aiming for 78, 79 DMD silage, ideally 75 plus is your target. Where are we at nationally? What's the average? Here, nationally over the last number of years, the average DMD of silage produced in Ireland is 69%. And you hear people saying that they produce a 70 DMD silage, and next in quality silage. In reality, reality is they've only produced average feed value grass silage. And at best, they can only expect to get average levels of animal performance. And to get the optimum from that kind of silage, you'll need high levels of concentrate supplementation, particularly for finishing beef cattle, pregnant ewes, or lactating dairy cows. So I know it's the focus we're going to talk about for the next number of minutes, but I'm going to be devil's advocate here, Tim, and maybe in certain cases, stock bulk is necessary. Um, 
but I might throw the argument this year, you know, given the cost that's involved, they'll go for a bulk cut, maybe let it grow a little bit longer. I know you're going to put this in context for us, but it, it is a false economy in the long term, particularly in the winter we're facing into. It, it was always a false economy, Kieran. The critical thing is that to produce enough. But after that, you have to target fee value. Because in, in recent years, concentrate has been relatively cheap. And if you got the digestibility or the fee value low, you could have always supplemented it. But at the moment, when they're talking about concentrate price for next year, with green barley off the combine coming in at over 300 euros per tonne, you can be sure that concentrate price would be expensive. There's one way around it, is to produce a forage that would sustain high levels of performance and will require minimum amounts of concentrate supplementation. Okay, so let's put the argument around. You said at the beginning we have two options. We can either concentrate sparing or we can look at improving performance. I think the two are probably related, Tim, and I know you've, got, you've a lot of work done over the years on it. Given the fact that a lot of our farms are mixed farms, you have some examples with cattle as well, but give us a little bit of context around this. What impact has silage quality in our pregnant yolks and maybe other classes of stock on the farm? Well, in terms of pregnant yolks, each five units increase in digestibility will increase the birth weight of the lamb by 0.25 a kilo. And you know that from our data, that and right, lamb birth weight is a critical factor that affects lamb performance. Our data previously, that and right, has shown that each one kilo increase in lamb birth weight results in an increase in weaning weight of 3.3 kilos. Recently, we completed a study where we compared two grass silages. What we found was that we got an increase in digestibility, uh, we got an increase in body condition and body weight at the ewes at the point of lambing. We got an increase in lamb birth weight. But more critically, the yews that were in good body condition at lambing mo- mobilized body condition score and uh, partition energy differently than the ewes that were in poor body condition. What I'm trying to say is the yews that were in good body condition mobilized fat, uh, they produced higher levels of milk yield, and their lambs were weaned or were sl- drafted for slaughter 16 days earlier than yews from medium from the lambs from yours were offered medium feed value silage with the same level of concentrate supplementation. Also, at the point of weaning, the yews that had previously been offered a good, the, the high feed value grass silage during pregnancy were 0.4 of a unit higher in condition. This meant that the farmer had greater opportunities in his management decisions or management plans during the dry period and that he did not have to accumulate as much body condition or as much yew weight during the dry period to have them prepared for their following breeding season. Okay, so you've covered quite a lot there. Let's just put that back in context. Our yews lamb down in better condition. We have bigger lambs at birth. The yews are fitter at lambing. They're going to milk better next spring. If we hit a tough spring, they've more condition on the back to mobilize. And we're going to draft the lamb crop earlier next year if we produce that high quality silage versus lower quality having to be supplemented with concentrates. That's, that is correct. Look at high quality silage over medium p value silage is there so much opportunities to change your farm management plans. Use in better condition, heavier lambs at birth, earlier age, early drafting and slaughter, and also use being in better condition at the point of weaning. So it's, it's a no-brainer. Okay. You should also remember, Kieran, that you, your sheep, of the population of sheep we have in Ireland today, approximately 15% of farm, farmers that have sheep are only have only got sheep on their farm. In other words, 85% of the farmers that have sheep in Ireland have, have other animals, predominantly beef cattle, on their farms. So I, on most farms that make silage, 
make the same to the silage that will be fed to yours and fed it fishing beef cattle, store cattle or suckler cows. Tim, you're quite right. Look, a lot of mixed farms. It has a similar effect in growing and finishing cattle, I presume. It has, of course, yes, uh, Kieran. If you take a 5% increase in silage DMD of silage that's offered to beef cattle, our data would show that on average, a 5% units increase in digestibility will increase daily live weight by 0.15 kilos per head per day and also increase cockers gain by 0.11. If you take, but the response will differ depending on how much concentrate is given in the diet. If you take an example of a farmer that's storing cattle to finish at about 30 months at during the second grazing, during the third grazing season, and he only feeds them silage only for a 150 day period. And each five units increase in digestibility in these types of animals will increase live weight gain by 0.25 of the kilo, which is equivalent to nearly 40 kilos additional weight at per night from the 150 day housing period. If you take the finishing cattle scenario where cattle are offered uh, medium to high levels of concentrate. And I give you an example where the animals are offered 60% concentrate. Each five units increase in digestibility uh, increases carcass gain by 0.1 of a kilo per head per day, which is equivalent to about 14 kilos carcass valued at 70 euros per head per head during a standard 150 day finishing period using current carcass prices. So again, in the cattle system, like in the old system, we're going to get higher levels of performance right the way throughout, regardless of what class of stock we're feeding it to. You came at this from another angle at the start. You indicated that there's a concentrate sparing effect. If we're facing into a winter where concentrate costs could potentially be high, let's hope they don't reach some of those predictions. But if they are high, Tim, how much of a concentrate sparing effect is there by producing, for instance, 75 DMD silage, maybe versus 70 or 65 DMD silage? It depends on how you want to measure it. You can need them if you take a pregnant or take a your a sheep situation. You can just look at the effect on, we'd say, lamb birth weight or the effect on the weight at the point of lambing. But if you take everything to, to, con, to take into account the ewe weight, because you want a heavy yoat lambing in body, good body condition, so she can mobilise body reserves into milk production, and you also want a heavy lamb that is uh, has got a lot that is viable. And will lamb will lamb unassisted. Our data would show that each five units increase in silage digestibility, taking all of this into consideration, is worth about ten or twelve kilos of concentrate during their pregnancy. Look, Tim, many would be familiar with our that feeding schedule for late pregnancy for eight weeks in and the different levels of silage quality. And that is done to basically meet that demand if we go from 65 to 75 DMD. I'm going to throw a question to you another way. If we have lower quality, you said the average is 68 to 70 DMD, so obviously there will be some farmers out there with lower quality, 65 DMD silage. Are you actually losing weight in that in make pregnancy? Yes, they are. It's as simple as if you're feeding that kind of silage, you won't maintain body weight. And there was a general uh, kind of a perception or thought previously uh, that you you can allow a you to lose 0.5 or 0.5 of the unit of body condition uh, during early and mid-pregnancy, which I do not agree with. I believe that if you want to get the best from your yours at the lamin in good condition, then you should try, your objective should be that you will try and lamin them down at the same body weight and the same body, at the same body condition at the time shortly after joining with the Rams. 
you don't want to get into that vicious cycle where you're chasing that condition for the rest of the year. You don't know what spring will bring. So, in essence, like that saving, it depends on where you want to go with it, but there is the potential there to do it. If you're at the very upper end of that and you're producing really high-quality silage, can you cut it even further? Can you maybe just look at going in with protein in the form of soya that on its own? Is that a runner? Uh, we we have done it and we've done it quite successfully where we put in mineralized soya, but soybean is a is an expensive concentrate. So we've got away with five kilograms of mineralized soybean in the last uh, two to three weeks of pregnancy for twin bearing use. But possibly you'd be better off to consider that if you have the same amount of money, are you better off to buy soybean? Are you better off to buy an, a, a, a well a, a good ration, nineteen percent concentrate? With a good ingredients, where you might be able to get the same, get ten kilos of a good ration for this for the same price as five kilos of soybean, and in that kind of situation, I'd be inclined to go with it with a, a higher level of the ration rather than putting it. So I'd spend my money on ration rather than spending it on on mineralized soybean per se. You really have to be on your game. Just for a bit of context, right now, what kind of quality silage are we feeding in that study? Seventy-nine percent DMD. Okay, so you're at the upper end of it there, and again, your feed management has to be correct around that. Because when you're talking about picking silage, uh, it's not. It's great to have it on the lab analysis sheet that you're a 77 or 78 percent DMD silage. That's great to have for your own for your own benefit. However, it's no good having that in the pit or in the bale. It's it is important that you have excellent silage feeding management for beef cattle or for dairy cows or pregnant ewes, and by that I mean. Have access to it 24 hours a day, and any residues, any residues is removed twice a week. Just to run off, Tim, I assume that concentrates burn effect is a similar effect we see in cattle as well, is it? Or does it does intake go up a little bit on that higher uh, quality silage? Yeah, well, intake will increase uh, as you increase silage feed value. No matter whether you're talking about sheep, cattle, or dairy cows, intake will increase. But uh, for that increase in intake, you're getting an increase in animal performance. So if you take a finishing beef bullock, for example, that is uh, at the moment getting a 71 DMD silage and you increase that by 5% units, that means we get the same level of carcass gain with the high quality silage by reducing, and you can reduce concentrate feed level by 1.8 kilos per head per day. And if you have a 75% DMD silage normally and you increase that by 5% units, then you can maintain animal performance, but still reduce concentrate feed level by about two and a half kilos of concentrate per head per day. So in other words, a five unit increase in digestibility for finishing beef cattle over a 150 day finishing period will enable you to reduce concentrate requirements by 3.5 tons for every 10 cattle that you have in your shed. Quite a save. Tim, just uh, when I mentioned intake there, I'll just put you back on the sheep one for a minute. Are you increasing intake in that high quality silage? Your 75 versus your 65 does it go up by much? And is it just speeding up the whole metabolism in that silage? Uh, you are, you're increasing your intake. If you're taking a, a, an average quality silage intake, is probably 0.8.9 of a kilo of dry matter. With a good quality silage, you're 1.2, 1.3 uh, kilos of dry matter per head per day. What is happening is that there's a higher digestibility, which helps to increase the rate of passage. So there's two things happening in the high feed value grass silage. You've increased your intake as you've highlighted, and each unit of silage that these animals are consuming has got a higher energy concentration because there's less fiber in it. So you're you're having a double effect on energy intake, higher intake of material, 
Thus, the higher intake of a higher energy material will give you higher levels of lamp of you or you of use and beef cattle performance. We'll just move around this episode of it off. Quantity-wise, Tim, and I know this will all depend on what length of winter or not you have, but we say for a typical maybe three-month winter on yours, what kind of quantity of this high-quality silage do we need? What's your minimum level of mid-pregnancy, and where do you really you want it that 75 plus when you want that silage being fed? Well, the handiest way to do the budget is for 100 days. Uh, in that kind of high-quality grass silage, I would expect my sheep to consume about 1.3 kilos of dry matter per head per day. So if you've got 20% dry matter silage, uh, it's 1.3 multiplied by 5 is, uh, is 6.5 kilos. And if you've got 30% uh, dry matter silage, you need uh, 1.3 by 3, which is about 4 kilos of fair silage per head per day. So if you've 30% dry matter silage, you need about 400 kilos of fresh weight. And if you've got 20% dry matter silage, you need about 600 kilos of fresh weight. You can bring your EOs over six, uh, uh, 100 day feeding period or housing period indoors. And you preferably have that 75 plus right the way through or when are you kicking that in? Oh, from the day they're housed. <laughs> That's it. From the day they're housed till the day they go out, high quality silage, no other. Okay, so what I'm going to do is we'll pick up with you next week. We'll talk a little bit some about some of the factors that's going to affect digestibility. How do you produce this high quality silage, and some of the issues around feed out and that can have an influence on digestibility as well. Tim, thanks for that update today. I think it puts a bit of context around why high quality silage matters. Okay, we're going to leave it there for this episode. As Tim has highlighted, high feed value, high quality silage should be an essential component of a system every year. Perhaps this is the year to make that little bit extra effort to produce it. In next week's episode, we're going to focus on some of the factors that influence digestibility and how we can make high feed value silage later in the season. So Tim will be joining us again for that. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chocolate Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in to any of our episodes.